Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, provides reliable nationwide coverage. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Use your cell phone every day. Why not use it to make a change supporting your values? Remember this website, patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and a portion of your bill will support gun rights, freedom of speech, secure borders, and the sanctity of life. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile and get reliable nationwide coverage, keep your number, bring your own phone, or get a new one. Feel good about unlimited talk and text and high-speed data plans that fight for your freedom. Don't wait. Sign up today at PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Big day. Huge day. Uh, Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show from the newly remodeled Dan Bongino Studio. Paula wanted me to tell you we are still working out some kinks here, but we will be producing shows all week, so it may look a little different until we get everything rocking and rolling, but I'm ecstatic to have you here. Producer Joe, how are you today, my friend? Well, let me be the first one to say, Yo, Shifty! Yeah. Okay. Uh, We'll have to add that to the portfolio of interesting Joe Armacost (laughs) intros to the show. Uh, That may be number one by the time we're done. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a stacked with a capital S show for you today. The whistleblower narrative continues to implode. The impeachment, faux impeachment continues to explode. Mm. So without further ado, let's get right to the show. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at GenuCell. GenuCell, hey. This is an issue. There we go. I can't get over how much and how quickly GenuCell's helped me. My jawline cream has helped my jaw and neck, two separate body parts for the first, look like two separate body parts for the first time in a decade. My bags and puffiness under my eyes are all gone. It makes the skin look like it found the fountain of youth. Thank you, GenuCell, for making me look and feel youthful again. Who's that? It's Juliana from Austin, Texas, raving about her amazing transformation. Thanks to GenuCell. Now it's your turn to see these amazing results guaranteed. And best of all, risk-free. Chamonix. It's clearing out their inventory before the holiday season, which benefits you. Order GenuCell's jawline treatment with MDL technology packed with natural peptides to target that annoying turkey neck. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And get the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness absolutely free. Yes, free. And for results in 12 hours, the GenuCell immediate effects is also yours. Free, gratis. This once-in-a-year offer is backed by their 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. Go to GenuCell.com, enter Dan30 at checkout. Order now for a surprise luxury gift with your order. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, enter Dan30 at checkout. Again, that's GenuCell.com, Dan30 at checkout. Check it out. You won't regret it. All right, Joe. Let's go. Hello. The first bell in the new house. We're all excited. There we go. All right. Let me play this video first of sleazy, lying Adam Schiff, a spineless jellyfish, on uh, a weekend show this weekend. And all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, the whole narrative is collapsing. Before I get to remember the narrative we heard in advance, Trump was on a call with the Ukrainian president. He promised them uh, military aid or threatened to withhold it if they didn't give him information on Hunter Biden. And a yeah. whistleblower heard it, and he was so disturbed, Joe. So <laughs> now we want to hear from the whistleblower, right? I mean, you're only going to hey. try to impeach the president of the United States. not like that's a big deal or anything. Of course, I say that dripping from fangs with sarcasm. 
Now Adam Schiff is all of a sudden changing his story on whether the whistleblower is necessary. Joe, you think that may have something to do with our show last week and the whistleblower? I'm Not just me, sardines. but others who are starting to yeah, sardines. People start to sniff around. Yeah, me too, Ooh. buddy. All right, check out Adam Schiff on the weekend show. All of a sudden, changing your story about if the whistleblower is necessary. The impeachment inquiry that you are leading. Do you see this widening? Well, we're keeping our focus uh, right now on the president's coercion of an ally, that is Ukraine, to uh, create these sham investigations into his political opponent. Um, we have discovered in very short order not only uh, the contents of that call, but also the preparatory work that went into that call, uh, the effort to condition something the Ukrainian president deeply sought, and that was a meeting with the president uh, to establish that this new president of Ukraine uh, had a powerful patron in the president of the United States that was of vital importance to Ukraine, was so being conditioned on digging up dirt on the Bidens. So you see that as the quid pro quo, well, not just the military aid? First of all, there doesn't need to be a quid pro quo. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> There's cameras everywhere now. We got multiple <laughs> cameras there. I thought there was a quid. Now there doesn't have to be a quid pro quo. Did you see what the sleazeball Adam Schiff just did? Yep. The initial story before we had, we, we added some, we had to move some stuff this weekend. It's got my stains on it from uh, this. I don't know if that's bacon <laughs> or the egg sandwich I ate this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the transcript. Trump released the transcript of the call. Adam Schiff never expected that to happen. Egg stains and all. This is it. You can uh -huh. read it yourself. It's the first page of it, right? Now that he released the contents of the call, Trump, to shaying them all, Schiff now knows there was no deal for military aid for, for political dirt on Biden. You tracking, Joe? Because it's oh, not in the transcript, oh, right? Yes, sir. So now what does he do? He changes his story, this sleazeball that he is. It was, well, it wasn't him asking for dirt on Hunter Biden in exchange for military aid, Joe. Now it was uh -huh. dirt on Hunter Biden in exchange for a meeting? What, like a, like a meeting at Doro's in Glendale, a restaurant I used to go to? What, like a meeting at the local Mickey D's for an egg white sausage McMuffin in the morning? Like what kind of meeting were you talking about? All of a sudden it's got nothing to do with military aid anymore. So two things changed in that. Two things. Two. Mm. Joe Biden. Two. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear. Thank you. <laughs> First, now that we have the transcript, we know there was no, hey, you give us dirt on, on Hunter Biden and we'll give you military. That is not in the transcript. Egg stains and all. They're changing the story now. You're probably thinking, like, why couldn't you just print a new one, folks? If you understand what we went through this weekend, you'd understand why we didn't have time to print a new one. Okay? I love you, but I'll, we'll get to more of that later in the week. Then we got people busting their hubs here all day. That's not in the transcript. So now they're changing it to know it was Trump conditioning a meeting, a valuable meeting with the Ukrainian president. On it. That's not in there either. <sighs> Second change. All of a sudden now, they were so eager to get the whistleblower up on Capitol Hill. Right, Joe? He's going to tell the story yeah. about what Trump did on this call. Again, yeah. Trump touches them checkmates them he releases the transcript again long term probably not the best idea but short term they are screwed 
upon releasing that transcript, all of a sudden, Joe, now the whistleblower is going to look like kind of an idiot Mm -hmm. if the whistleblower, who didn't even see the transcript but got the information secondhand, says something that's not, in fact, in the call. Now, now, please, ladies and gentlemen, play very, pay very close attention here. This is important. Okay. I have to deal with lunatic liberals on Twitter all day. I don't mind it. Sometimes it gets old, but what gets really old is when on this show, I have systematically debunked their stupidity and they continue to launch these tactical nukes back based on already debunked stuff because I don't like to repeat my work. I'm going to do that today reluctantly for you because your liberal friends are not bright. Um, They're not. I'm sorry. Um, Either they're liars or they're really dopey. Yeah. One of the talking points now, now that the transcript for the third time, which debunks all of the whistleblower's claims, has been released, one of their talking points has been, no, 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 Joe, this is not a transcript. It's a summary of the call. Um, <sighs> we did this last week. I, I'm sorry I have to do this again, folks. But again, your friends who are liberals have like yeah. six foot thick, you know, asphalt skulls where information can't penetrate. You got to do it. Can you please put up on the screen this article at Fox? There's, it's, I will, you know what? I'll, I'll, I was in the show notes from last week. I'm going to put a little snippet from it. But this is important. This crazy, frightening call that the whistleblower was so worried about. You have that? There we go. How come I can't see that? Oh, there we go. Whistleblower wrote memo after learning of Ukraine call saying White House official called it crazy. Frightening. Now, from this piece, again, debunking this lie that it's not a transcript. Trump said it, but it's just not in the transcript. Ladies and gentlemen, the whistleblower themselves in the memo already acknowledged it is a word for word transcript. They already acknowledge this. Do you need to read this yourself? From the Fox, it's already there. The whistleblower memo already stated that it's a word for word transcript. There we go. Here we let me read from the piece. The whistleblower memo appeared to rebut criticism that Hawaii, that the White House released transcript was notes or a summary, writing that the standard practice was for quote. This is from the whistleblower, you knuckleheads, liberals. This is from his own memo, the whistleblower. The White House Situation Room to produce a word for the standard practice was for the White House Situation Room to produce a word for word transcript that memorializes the call. What? I mean, what? (sighs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you, I I, I don't understand. I I don't. all weekend with this, while I'm in the process of remodeling the studio, yeah. we got 20 people here working their butts off to produce you a show, for you a show on Monday. I've got to deal with liberals with IQs in the low 70s. The whistleblower's memo says it's a word-for-word call as per standard practice. Read it. So just so we understand how important this sleazy shift appearances this weekend. They're now backing away from the original military aid for information on Biden claim because it's not in the transcript. Right. They're now changing their thing to know it was conditioned on a meeting. Give us the information on Biden or no meeting with the president. That's not in the transcript either. 
And now, all of a sudden, we find out that the whistleblower shifts not too keen now on having that whistleblower come up there. Why? Why? What changed? Well, we know the whistleblower themselves now will have to acknowledge, because he wrote in a memo, Joe, that the transcript is accurate. Hmm. How's that going to I've won them there, So man. let me get this straight. <laughs> the whistleblower memo, yeah. which claims there's a quid pro quo promise, military aid, right? Military aid for information on Biden. Yeah, that's right. His claims, the whistleblower, are not in the transcript. How's that question going to work out? Oh, what if he comes back and says, well, 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 it was on the call, but it didn't make the transcript. That's funny, Mr. Whistleblower, because, you know, in your own memo, it says that standard practice is word for word. What's he going to say next? Folks, maybe the whistleblower, we have a li very limited group of suspects, by the way. I hope you didn't miss, uh, miss last week's show. But maybe the whistleblower may have some baggage themselves, too. So, again, just to reiterate that third point, no quid pro quo. They're now changing what the quid pro quo that doesn't exist was. But the third point, maybe they're starting to question if the whistleblower, if they appear up on the hill, may be more valuable to the Republicans. Whoa. <laughs> Yes. Do not go anywhere. Do I have some exposés for you on this one? All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Policy Genius. We love Policy Genius. Hey, Halloween's on the way. Means it's time to break out those horrible rubber spiders, fake cobwebs, jack-o'-lanterns, and that scary witch that my wife put on my front porch that frightened my kids into they wouldn't even go to sleep that night. Till she, true story, until she removed it. But if you've got a family, you might be dealing with something a little scary right now. Life insurance. Looking for life insurance is a pain. It can be intimidating. Not anymore. Not with Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the easy way. To shop for life insurance online in minutes, folks, just minutes. You can compare quotes from top insurers, find your best price. Let them do the hard work for you. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape. Who's better than you? Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they do more, folks. They can also help you find the right home insurance, disability insurance. I mean, why would you go through all the hassle? Let them do it for you. It takes just minutes. Here's what you need to do this October, take the scariness out of buying life insurance with Policy Genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing in your phone right now. Policy Genius, Policy Genius, Policy Genius. Go to Policy Genius, the easiest way to compare and buy life insurance. Policygenius.com, policygenius.com. Go check them out. All right, as I said, we've got some troubling information for you as to why Schiff maybe changes his mind on the whistleblower. Or someone the whistleblower may be familiar with. For that, we need to go back a little bit to a Johnny Solomon article who has done some just excellent work on exposing uh, these deep state frauds. So John Solomon wrote a piece back in April that's absolutely fascinating. Uh, how the Obama White House engaged Ukraine to give Russian collusion narrative an early boost. Really? Hmm. Well, who are the players in this one? So let's just be clear. Let's set up the parameters of the piece so you know where we're going with this. Because I'm trying to explain to you again why Schiff may be backing away from the whistleblower who may have some baggage 
himself. So now we know, according to the Solomon piece, I'm going to present to you a couple of screenshots from the piece in a moment, that there were two things discussed in this meeting in January of 2016 with representatives from the Obama White House, the DOJ, the National Security Council, and Ukrainians who were looking to discuss some things in January of 2016, right, as candidate Trump at the time. His political campaign was getting really hot. So, oh, sorry. You no, I didn't see you blink your mute. eye. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I got to, you know what, of all the things, what do I forget to turn off? The, of course, leave all this in. It's, it's, of course. That's the best part of our show. Absolutely. Before we break the fourth wall. I forget to turn the mute button off on my computer. Of all the things, right? <laughs> we have this massive cables running around. I forget the mute button. All right. This is what's discussed. Ukrainians meeting with the Obama White House and Justice Department figure, uh, uh, figures. Takeaway number one from the John Solomon piece. This one is a doozy. So there's this Ukrainian political type diplomat who works at the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. I want remember this name. Remember the name. Teloshenko. Quote from the Solomon piece. Teloshenko said he couldn't remember whether Manafort, Paul Manafort, Trump's sole campaign manager, of course, was mentioned during the January 2016 meeting. But he and other attendees recalled DOJ officials asking investigators from Ukraine's National Anti-Corruption Bureau, NABU, if they could help locate new evidence about the Party of Regions payments and its dealing with Americans. It was definitely a case that led to the charges against Manafort and the leak to U.S. media during the 2016 election, Teloshenko said. That makes the January 2016 meeting one of the earliest documented efforts to build the now debunked Trump-Russian collusion narrative and one of the first to involve the Obama administration's intervention. Spokespeople for the National Security Council, DOJ, and FBI declined to comment. A representative for former Obama National Security Advisor Susan Rice did not return emails seeking comments. Hmm. So let's just be clear on this. In January of 2016, a National Security Council person, hey, Joe, isn't that where the leak emanated from about the transcript for the Russia, the Ukraine yeah. call with Trump? The yes, whistleblower complaint? That's where that leaked, right? I'm not I crazy. National so, okay, mm -hmm. just checking. Okay, thank you, bud. So the National Security Council, the DOJ and FBI, under the Obama administration, as the Trump campaign is heating up in January of 2016, are in a meeting where it's mm. alleged information is going back and forth to Ukrainians to the United States. That sounds kind of like a quid pro quo to me, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, why don't you give us some information mm -hmm. on Paul Manafort, right? About yeah, yeah. Paul Manafort and his work with the Party of Regions, which was a pro-Russian Ukrainian political party. That was the alleged black ledger payments. Remember that? I discussed it last mm -hmm. week. Yes, yes. How there's been this constant allegation against Manafort that started this whole reopening of the case against him, that he was paid in some cash payment and that the, the ledger of it called the black ledger, that that was what started the case against him. That black ledger payment or the allegation, of it, which has never been, never been confirmed, the allegation of that payment is what initiated the case against Manafort. And we know that that allegation came from Ukraine. We know that. Mm -hmm. So number one, we know the Russian collusion narrative that Manafort was in the pocket of pro-Russian Ukrainians and Manafort was the key operator in colluding with the Russian, uh, Russian effort to influence the campaign. 
We know the earliest documented meeting about that is January of 2016. You may be saying, I don't get it. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember Teloshenko mm-hmm. and remember the whistleblowers from the National Security Council. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tie that into this meeting in a second. Let's put up screenshot number two from the John Solomon piece. What else was discussed at this meeting? This is important. You don't want to miss out on this one either. Okay. Quote, the other case raised at the January 2016 meeting, Teloshenko said, involved Burisma Holdings. Oh, isn't that cute? A Ukrainian energy company under investigation in Ukraine for improper foreign transfers of money. At the time, Burisma allegedly was paying then Vice President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, as both a board member and a consultant. More than $3 million flowed from Ukraine to an American firm tied to Hunter Biden in 2014 and 2015 bank records show. Hmm. Hmm. So there's a January 2016 meeting. Obama administration officials, Justice Department officials, FBI and the National Security Council, and this guy, Teloshenko. And there are two things alleged to be discussed at that meeting. Starting up the collusion hoax with Russia and using Manafort as the as the key player in it. And secondly, the investigation into Joe Biden's kid, the investigation, by the way, a little side note here. Joe Biden in January of 2016, by the way, hat tip to at what is it? Uh, Full Nelson. That was a, there's some good tips on that. And Jeff Carlson, Epic Times kind of poked and prodded around this one. Interesting stuff. I always have to give hat tips. Poke, poke back in the Solomon direction. So, Joe, at the same time this meeting is going on, mm-hmm. where the collusion hoax begins and the concern over Biden's kid begins, Biden is meeting with the Ukrainian prime minister in January of 2016. I'm sure they're just discussing tea and crumpets, folks. Don't worry. They're discussing matchbox cars, yeah. the Yankees game last night. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with anything. Don't worry. No big deal. Biden's point man in Ukraine meeting with the Ukrainian prime minister right as all this is happening. Right. This is where this gets extra super juicy. Like a five guys burger. Who was at those meetings? This is JP Mihatip JTP Media. I want you to see some of these access records. I want you to look at this. Oh, look, <laughs> January 19, 2016. There's some White House records, some access records. Teloshenko, was that the Ukrainian guy running this meeting on the Ukraine side? And who's that? Eric Chiamarella again? Well, that name keeps creeping up at the OEOB, Old Executive yeah. Office Building. Gosh, isn't that strange, Joe? Is this the same Eric Chiamarella who's in this meeting where they're discussing collusion and the Biden investigation, uh, the the Hunter Biden investigation, Burisma, this meeting at the White House, right as Trump's campaign is heating up, and this guy Chiamarella on the National Security Council at the time, an intelligence officer who was detailed there under the Obama administration, he's in that meeting? Wow, that, that's just crazy. 
Remember the names. It's starting to make a little sense now why sleazeball shift may be dancing a little bit. I don't mean dancing like, you know, Neo dancing. I mean like dancing, like trying to desperately get out of putting the whistleblower on the stand. Joe, you think the whistleblower might have information about his role in other scandals? Maybe like the S-canning of the Biden investigation and the initiation of the collusion hoax? You think that's possible, Joe? It is a possibility. You just think that's possible? Yes, it is, Dan. Small, right? Just small. A little teeny tiny one, but possible. Joe's a born skeptic, but just a tiny possibility, (laughs) right? Yeah. You know who else, by the way, appears in the Mueller report? Because you may be saying to yourself, wow, this guy Chia Morella keeps creeping up. Yeah. Ukraine Burisma meetings, collusion hoax meetings. Doesn't like the Trump administration, alleges he has death threats against him, leaves the National Security Council to go back to the CIA. Appears to have a nice, cozy relationship with Johnny Boombats, John Brennan. Yeah. Where'd that come? Where's that going to go? Yeah, I know. She yeah. Morella's name creeps up again, Joe. This is shocking. And by shocking, I mean not shocking. <laughs> if you go to the Mueller report, there's a little footnote in there. And this guy, Chia Morella, who works on the Susan Rice National Security Council for Obama and was a holdover to Trump and seemed very upset at the Trump administration, as we talked about on Friday. There's an interesting footnote in the Mueller report I'd like you to check out there. Oh, look at this. this footnote. What is this? 468. So apparently there's an email from Chia Morella to former chief of staff John Kelly. And in that email, Chia Morella expresses some concern about the meeting which had been planned during a telephone call between the president, Vladimir Putin, and the meeting was confirmed on May 5th, the same day the president dictated ideas for the Comey termination letter to Stephen Miller. Let me translate that for you, folks. So apparently this guy, Chia Morella, who just magically keeps creeping up, the the, uh, dinner with the uh, Italian prime minister, as we discussed last week, you know, Italy, where Joseph Mifsud the initiator of the whole collusion hoax is hiding. Mm-hmm. That meeting? Yeah, that one. Yeah. He's also creeping up at the Ukraine collusion, uh, the Ukrainian collusion meeting at the White House where they discussed Russian collusion, Manafort, and they also discussed the Burisma case. We know this guy's on the White House access records for that meeting. We also now see that this guy apparently sent some email to John Kelly. Very concerned, Joe. Very concerned mm-hmm. that the Russians may have had some some influence in the firing of Jim Comey and he put it down and memorialized it Uh in an email to John Kelly. Wow. Chia Morella is very, very concerned about Trump stuff and doesn't seem very concerned about national security stuff. We laid that out pretty good, didn't we? Paul, are you impressed? You can say, just give me a thumb. You can talk, Paul. See, now we have a different studio. Maybe we'll get a third camera. We get a, Paul, yeah. we get two camera shots. I'm so, this is like, I'm in heaven right now. I can't even, t- and we got space, folks. Yeah. Yeah, see, you can probably hear it coming over the microphone now. We have space now. That old studio, as Joe knows, was so small, we could barely move. We had it yeah. expanded. Everything right. yeah. is nice now. I got fans blowing. It's nice and cool in here. We love it. Life is good. So just to sum up before we get to our, because listen, it is a, a very, 
crowded show today. I got more to get to. Shift is afraid. Shift did not expect Trump to release the transcript. The transcript now completely debunks the whistleblower's allegation. The whistleblower's allegation also includes a note that the transcript is standard practice word for word, unlike what foolish liberals who know nothing will tell you or lie to you about. We now also know that there's a list of suspects very short about who that whistleblower is. And some of those people who could be on that list have some suspect backgrounds of their own. And some of those questions they get asked up on Capitol Hill might not give you the answers they're looking for. And all of a sudden, Schiff starts backing away. Well, maybe we don't need that whistleblower there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Must have been talking to right, Whistler's final sponsor today, yeah. and I got a but <laughs> I got a bunch of <laughs> I got I'm in a very good booth because I love this whole Thank goodness. refurbished studio. This thing is great. I'm sorry, I can't say it enough, folks. <laughs> it's all for you. It's all reminds me of the omen. It's all for you. Remember he jumps off there. I was like, ah, don't do it. Craziest movie ever. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at my Patriot Supply. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, emergency strike. Don't be that person in the grocery store trying to get the last loaf of bread in the bread aisle and you got to duke it out with everyone. Folks, it happens. You know, in Florida, in a hurricane zone, even down here where we're really well prepared, once in a while, the bottled water runs out for a while. Folks, what if it ran out? Think about it. Have you ever thought about that, right? What if it runs out for six months? The supply lines get disrupted. This kind of stuff can happen. You ensure everything in your lives that matter, everything. Why not ensure your food supply? It makes no sense. You ensure your car. You ensure your house. What good is your car or your house if you're not eating? Ensure your food supply. Go to our friends at My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com. You should make an emergency food plan now. I have. I have it in my closet. The food cloud. I refuse to call it a pantry. And I trust and use My Patriot Supply. They're experts in emergency preparedness. They have guaranteed two-day delivery right to your front door discreetly. Act now. Save $70 on a two-week emergency food kit when you go to my special website, preparewithdan.com. My Patriot Supply food kits, they last up to 20 Five years in storage. They include breakfast, lunches, and dinners. The food's very good. Order food today and receive guaranteed two-day delivery again right to your front door. Take action so you're ready for what's coming. Save $70. It's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Folks, I have a lot of this stuff. Go to preparewithdan.com, preparewithdan.com. Put yourself at ease. Ensure your food supply. Go to preparewithdan.com. Save yourself $70 on a two-week emergency food kit today. Thank you, my Patriot Supply. All right. So there was another, this has been, a, as always, this is why Monday shows are always really loaded because Monday I have to do my early morning hit on Fox and Friends and I kind of like to set the tone for what's coming on the day here. This weekend, there were some tactical nukes dropped. Maria Bartiromo has a great show in the weekend. She was interviewing Congressman Doug Collins and t- uh, Congressman Collins and Maria Con- Mia Bartiromo had a question about, uh, they were talking about the IG report, mm-hmm. when it's going to drop. I've got a few questions about it, but check this sit for uh, this appearance out from Maria Bartiromo and Doug Collins. When we come back. I want to talk about some things I hope are in that. Check this out. I'm hearing the IG report will be out this upcoming Friday, October 18th. And my sources say it's as thick as a telephone book, more than just FISA abuse. Can you give us any sense of what you're expecting out of this uh, inspector general report, which is forthcoming? Well, we're expecting it to show uh, exactly what we've been concerned about for a long time, that there was issues at the Department of Justice, especially dealing with the FISA court. And you know, Maria, how I actually know this? 
I start looking at the ones that should be the most concerned because one of the things I didn't mention a few minutes ago is the Democrats wanted nothing to do with any investigation into the real uh, issues of collusion and corruption that was part of the 2016 campaign, which was the D Democrat National Committee and Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS and all these uh, parties that came together to try and deny Donald Trump from becoming president. And they never wanted any part of that. And they're not wanting any part now. And you see it when you hear, see Brennan and you see McCabe and you see some of these really ramping up the I'm innocent phase of their life when they go on TV and talk about this is not really happening. But the best one is when Mr. Comey, the one who has the trouble with the truth, who has a, uh, a Superman syndrome, is out there saying, oh, I wish that this would just go away. But then he reveals himself and he says, all I want to do is get rid of this president. Yes. The long awaited Michael Horowitz IG report. Now, I don't want to get hyperbolic, folks. I obviously have not seen an advanced copy of the report. I have sources like anyone else. Um, I, I don't want to get hyperbolic. But from what I'm hearing, the report, let's just say for the sake of honest reporting to you here, because that meant precision matters. It is not going to look good for Jim Comey. Now, a couple of things to look for, and I want to move on to some other things. I want you to be careful. Will it address this, the ICIG report? I think I have an idea why it's not going to look good for Comey. As I showed you last week, reporting by Chuck Ross at the Daily Caller, it is now crystal clear, based on Andy McCabe, the deputy director and former acting director of the FBI, it is now crystal clear they knew Christopher Steele himself, who produced the dossier used in the FISA warrant to spy on Trump. The FISA, the dossier, and Steele's information are essentially the same thing. It is now crystal clear that the FBI swore to it in court. Yet Steele wouldn't swear to it himself. Steele could not, oh. quote, vouch for his own information. Oh. Now, folks, yes, always oh, right, Joe. <laughs> How in, is Jim Comey and Andy McCabe? How are they going to continue to insist that Steele's information was legitimate if Steele himself <laughs> isn't saying that? Let folks remember, oh, they interviewed Steele. There are people involved in the investigation who interviewed Steele. If Steele, in his own interview, said the information was unreliable, can you please explain to me rationally how Comey and McCabe are going to be able to say, no, no, it was reliable. Dude, the guy is saying he couldn't vouch for it. Is that in there? That's going to be a really bad day for uh, St. Comey. Ooh. You know, Comey, walking through the woods, ah, ah, looking, at the, looking at the trees, side shot. Ah, look at me, staring at the trees. What a goof. What a goof. Folks, if I ever take a picture on Twitter of me staring at trees, <laughs> look, I'm having a Play-Doh deep thought moment. Ah, not Play-Doh, Play-Doh with a T. Please instantly unfollow me. What a dork. Look at me staring at the ocean. That's a Pluto moment. The what a loser. <laughs> right? Jeez Louise. Oh, St. Comey. Biggest dork. St. Comey. Yeah. Yeah, he puts himself on the moral high ground, the top of the moral totem pole, despite the fact that he, he, was, the, he was the head of the FBI during the biggest FBI scandal in American history. Second. Will it cover something I believe I broke on this show a long time ago? We'll see. Will it cover the January 2017 meeting between FBI personnel 
and Steele's Russian source. Why is this important? Because now we know Steele himself wouldn't vouch for the Russian source. But Comey, because he's such a snake, could possibly come back, Joe, right? And say, well, Mm -hmm. just because Steele couldn't vouch for the Russian source, we tracked him down and he was reliable. All right, fair enough, right? Yeah. Ah, no, no, no. No? No, no. No. (laughs) Sorry, Joe. I know you're upset, but no. Stop defending Comey, Joe. I know you love him. Uh, I'm yeah. kidding, folks. I always get people love Joe. I get a Jimbo. It's a camp. Comey himself could respond and say that. Yeah. I have evidence that James Comey knew about a January 2017 interview with Steele's Russian source, or one of them, where it's on paper them saying the source was not credible. I have a good idea of who the woman was who did the interview. It was in there. And we know Comey knows. Comey knows Steele wouldn't vouch for the source. And he knows the source wouldn't vouch for the source either. (laughs) Sounds kind of like trouble to me, Jimbo. Finally, if they interviewed Christopher Steele, which they did, John Brennan has continued to insist that he didn't see the dossier until December of 2016. Yet he briefs the Gang of Eight, Harry Reid, about information in August of 2016, clearly before December. Ladies and gentlemen, the information he briefs Harry Reid and the Gang of Eight on is only in the dossier he says he didn't see till December. You may say, well, Dan, that means he's lying and he saw the dossier earlier. No, not necessarily. No, he's lying, but not necessarily about the dossier. Remember, as I cover in my second book, Exonerated, had to had a hat tip 279 for the pickup on that. Brennan may not have seen the physical dossier, mm-hmm. the paper, until December. But I think one of the questions they may have asked Steele, and this is an open question if it's in the report or not. That's why I'm not giving you the old Winkarooski. Was Steele communicating with intelligence officials who were communicating with Brennan earlier than December? And Brennan is saying, oh, I didn't see the dossier as kind of a bait and switch, Joe. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, he may not have seen the physical paper, but Steele was clearly providing reports to the intelligence community to Brennan. If that's in there, Brennan's in a world of trouble, folks. Because Brennan, I believe, was telling the FBI that he was getting the information about the dossier from someone else to make the dossier appear verified. Look, Brennan's getting it from another guy, Source B. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. We'll see if that's in there, too. That'll be fascinating. All right, moving on. On this whole faux, fraudulent, nonsensical impeachment. And we have an article up at Bongino.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the boomerang on this is going to continue. I don't know how these idiots involved in this fake impeachment did not learn the lessons from the Clinton era. Hey, listen, folks, I am not a Bill Clinton fan. That's obvious. I, I mean, can we get that out of the way? Point stipulated. But can we all agree that what he did was wrong? But that the impeachment as a strictly tactical political mover, uh, maneuver on Bill Clinton, the impeachment blew up in the Republicans' faces. He left office with 60% approval. It didn't work. I'm not suggesting morally and ethically it was the wrong thing. Please don't 
email me a nasty gram. What Clinton did was unequivocally wrong. I'm simply suggesting you as a strict tactical maneuver, they impeached Bill Clinton. They didn't remove him in office. They lost in the Senate trial badly. And Clinton left office like a victim and a martyr despite being the bad guy. There were actual (laughs) crimes committed in the Clinton White House. Not like the fake crimes they're alleging on Trump. Why am I bringing up the, the, the history of Clinton? Because some of the same people involved in it are involved in this thing now, trying to impeach Trump as if it worked out for them. From our staff at Bongino.com. Sorry, impeachment probers. Trump's job approval rating is still higher than Obama's. Folks, this is already blowing up in their face. Look at this takeaway from the piece. This will be in the show notes. Please read it. Quote, Rasmussen's daily tracking poll, the most accurate poll of the 2016 presidential election, by the way, shows Trump's approval rating has not only climbed from 45 to 49 over the last four days, this piece is a few days old, but his approval rating is four points higher than Obama's was on the same day during the Obama presidency, reported Breitbart. Folks, what part of this isn't working out for you are they not getting? Your whistleblower lied. Your whistleblower acknowledged the transcript he lied about is word for word. Your whistleblower may have some baggage of their own. Schiff got caught in now his fourth or fifth significant prominent lie about Donald Trump. Folks, this is just. These are not the droids you thought they were. They're not. This is not working out for you. What part of this are you not getting? And one other thing, you are sucking all of the air out of the room for your presidential candidates. You doubt me? Because I know the conservatives listening don't, but liberals listening. Do you doubt me on that? You tell me one significant thing that's been in the news, policy proposal-wise. I mean with widespread coverage. I don't point to me to a blog here or there or one story on page 12 of the Times. What has been on the front page? Has it been Elizabeth Warren has a bold, transformative plan? Yeah, you can find it on page 62 or whatever. What's been on the front page, Joe, about the Democrats? Mm-hmm. Impeachment? And what's the other story? Joe Biden, their front runner, and his involvement in Ukraine with his kid. Whoa, All Joe. because of the Democrats. None of this stuff is getting through other than right. the bad stuff. Now, Showing you how this is TDS level six. Level six, as you well know, regular viewers and listeners of the show, Trump derangement syndrome level six is the highest level of infection. You have to go in with the air supply connected to the John Kerry bubble suit. Remember that picture with him in the bubble suit coming out? He looked like a Teletubby. You have to go into the lab. It's a level six lab. It's that contagious. It's like that movie Outbreak. If you get a cut in the suit, the virus comes in, everybody dies instantaneously. It is severe. TDS level six. And if you are around someone, you must evacuate immediately and seek a decon chamber. Full decon. Water showers, Silkwood, Merrill Streep, steel brushes and everything. Ooh. You will have to decon. Ooh. This is all TDS level six infection stuff. Pushing for an impeachment you know is going to implode. Pushing for an impeachment while Trump's approval goes up. And pushing for an impeachment based on a whistleblower call that is wrong and acknowledged by the whistleblower to be accurately wrong. An accurate transcription of the wrong information. 
But TDS level six infections have not just been relegated to Capitol Hill. I'm laughing because Joe and I chat a little bit before the show. Yeah. And I'm going to leave this out. But this is Sam Donaldson, who used to be credible. Um, or thought he was, at least. This is Sam, the alleged newsman. Yeah. This is Sam Donaldson. I don't even. I don't even. Uh, I'm, right? not, I'm not. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some I can things. see him now in the prompter. So <laughs> he used to have to look up and around. Now everything's all fancy schmancy. Some things. Big teleprompters now and everything. <laughs> yeah. This is Sam Donaldson this weekend, alleged newsman. Clearly, he was in an infection zone and didn't know and wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> Coming down with TDS level six. And he starts, it's funny how he starts out and he tries to like take the blow off what he's going to say, take the edge off it. Yeah. And watch how he leaves this off. Basically, you're all racist. TDS level six in play. Check out Sam Donaldson. The Trump rallies are Trump's, it's his strong supporters. I mean, lock her up. I mean, all the things he says, all the vicious, mean things he says, they love it. There are these people in this country. They're good Americans. Otherwise, they'll probably give you the shirt off their back. They'll help you if you need. But they have this fixation. They want to return this country to the white Christian country that they believe it should be again. They don't want the diversity. And they follow him for this. But they're not the country. We are diverse people. We are good and strong because of that. And we're going to come back to that, I assure you. I like the optimism, Sam. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier. Um, and by funny, I, I mean, like, if you don't laugh at these idiots, you'll cry. Oh. Stelter thinks yeah. that was optimistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian Stelter, saying. who hysterically hosts a show called Reliable Sources, um, he thinks that's optimistic, that the country is full of white racists who hate everyone who's not white or Christian. That's optimistic. He's like, thanks for the optimism there, Sam. <laughs> you know, Paul will kill me if I, because once I get started on Stelter, it never stops. And she, she hates it because I'll go on forever. I'm just going to leave that right there. Stelter's not a bright guy. Moving on. But Donaldson, what? What? Yeah. So Donaldson, I love how he says in the beginning. They're probably good Americans, other than the fact that they're racist pigs who hate everyone who's not white and Christian. But other than that, they're great, Joe. Well, they give you the shirt off your back. As long as you're not black, Hispanic, Asian, Muslim, anything else. <laughs> other than that, they're really great people. What kind of crazy lunatic comment was that? Trump supporters want to return the country to white Christians? Wait, Paulie, are you there? Yeah, she's there. But Paulie, are you? I'm just going to check you for the show. Are you? Are you white, Paula? Paula's confirming she is not white. Nice. Now, how I got past this fact that Paula's not white. <laughs> Sam Donaldson, Joe, I need Paula gone. You need white. If you're not white or Christian, now she is Christian. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm crying right now because the stupid is so thick. I don't really know like how to express to you in words how offended you should be without like dropping F-bombs, and I don't want to do that. I am. Joe. You yeah. and I have been involved in this movement for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Joe has been in conservative radio and by his time in conservative radio, he's been enmeshed in politics. I ran for mm -hmm. office. I've been at this for well over 10 years now. Yes, you have. Involved in following and, and been at rallies. And, you know, folks, what I find so deeply offensive about this real jerk, Donaldson, and I'm sorry, you're a jerk. We're white Christians and we don't like diversity. What that are you? You know, those of you out there listening, you've been to Trump rallies. 
You know, folks, is the room populated by 50% black and Hispanic folks? No, it's not. It's not. I'm not going to lie to you. But folks, what do you expect? You have a media insisting to black, Hispanic, Muslim, and Asian Americans, a lying hack media for 50 plus years, insisting that the the party that respects people because of their God-given rights, not their skin color, hates them. They have been gaslighting America for 50 years. I am here to tell you and listen to the Media Matters lunatics that watch my show and the other liberal morons, whether you take this seriously, you want to make fun of it or not, the double barrel middle finger your way. I don't care. Not even a little bit. I say this with absolute sincerity and the purest of intentions. I don't care who you are, what color your skin is, what God you worship, where you were born, what language you speak or spoken, what sex you are, what sexual orientation, I don't care. If you respect the big R, God-given rights of others, you are always, always welcome here. Always. This show is for you. And whatever the media tells you about this show, or conservatives, or other Republicans, or libertarians out there, I'm telling you, it's, and you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You are always welcome here. And I bring up the Trump rallies because there are black and Hispanic votes at Trump uh, Trump rallies. Obviously. My mother-in-law, who loves this president, is one of them. She's been to three. Yes, she's my wife's mother, and she's not white either. Now she slipped in, Joe, here. I don't know, because we all supposed to, if you're not white and Christian, you're supposedly not allowed in this show. I've always liked her. You know. She's great. You met her? Yeah. She's terrific. Yeah. Folks, if, if you're black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever, and you're not welcome, according to this lunatic Sam Donaldson, fake newsman, then, Joe, I'm asking a serious question. Yeah. Why aren't there rampant reports of black attendees, and there are many, may not be 50%, mm-hmm. and Hispanic attendees being treated horribly, being thrown out, being attacked. Oh, oh wait, 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 attacked. Uh, there are stories about that, Joe. Oh, oh, yeah. But they're not being attacked by Trump supporters. No, They're being no, attacked no. by Antifa lunatics and others. I would have used the video last week, but we don't want to get into that kind of stuff. We, we, were, we couldn't credit it right, so we couldn't use it. There were Hispanics and blacks being attacked at Trump rallies by leftists outside. I can promise you, promise you, and I will risk my reputation on my own show. I can promise you, you will be welcome both here and there with open arms. I promise you, I would bet my professional reputation on it because I know the people that attend those rallies. Sam Donaldson is a liar and has disgraced himself in what should have been a noble retirement. That clip should bury this man's integrity forever. You're all white Christians. What a disgrace. What a shameful, disgusting, filthy thing to say. Yep. All right, folks, I'm debating if I hit this other. You know what? Let me hit this one last story. I didn't, this show is important today, so I want this all to kind of settle. 
I'm like kicking it around, like debating on it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go to this Matt Palumbo piece. This is Palumbo, Matt, uh, my resident fact checker at my website. He has a debunk this section on Bongino.com. I'll also have this up in the show notes today. By the way, to get the show notes, go to our email list, Bongino.com. Subscribe. I'll email them to you every day. They're also up at the website. So Matt writes great pieces. So he saw this study. He was getting, of course, it's BS, but the Washington Post and others, other media outlets have been promulgating this study. Bogus viral study claims billionaires are paying less tax than the poor under Trump. Well, oh my gosh, how many different versions of this stupidity this, have we seen already? The rich are getting away. They're paying less tax. Oh, yeah, sure, Joe. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So from the piece, the gist of the study is these two researchers, uh, Emmanuel Saez and others, who, dis- who and, uh, and Zuckman, they are pretty prominent in the field of inequality economics. They're constantly putting out hysterical talking points about how the rich are getting over and the poor are paying a lot of taxes. Let me read to you a quote from the piece. Again, there's there, the tenet of their studies that the, the rich are paying a lesser tax rate than the poor. It's nonsense. Quote, as the American Institute for Economic Research's Phil Magnus noted, these findings are at conflict with decades of existing literature on taxation. For instance, the CBO has the top 1% total tax burden at 33% in 2016. Okay, folks. The CBO measures the top 1% mm-hmm. as paying a 33% tax rate. Are we tracking? The CBO, yep. which the left loves. Yep, yep, yep. But of course, when they find a talking point from Saez, they run with it. Back to the piece. Back to the piece. There we go. Thank you. Additionally, Saez and Zuckman have overestimated the poor's tax burden. Oh, I'm sorry. So CBO estimates the tax burden for the 1% at 33%. Saez and Zuckman have it at a lower 30%. So they're underestimating, folks, just to be clear, the tax rate the 1% pays. Now, how do we make this more hysterical? We up the tax rate that the poor folks pay. Quote, additionally, Saez and Zuckman have overestimated the poor's tax burden. The CBO has the bottom 20% federal tax burden at 1.7%. While Saez and Zuckman argue that that rises to an astonishing 25% with state and local taxes included. While state and local taxes are regressive, the top 1% pays 7% of their income in it and the bottom 20% pays 11%. That's a far stretch from 25%. And here's the kicker, folks. In reality, when the earned income tax credit is included, Mm. the tax rate paid by the poor is actually negative. Meaning they're not paying anything. They're getting money. You see the trick? Uh You see the deuce? The curveball? Yeah, man. Maybe a little slider? Knuckleball? My fingers. I'm getting arthritic fingers from the gi (laughs) jujitsu. My fingers are starting to bend in funny directions. Can't even do a knuckleball. You see the trick? Yeah, so much for Simon Saez. If you say, if you're playing Simon Says, don't repeat what Simon Saez says. Don't do it. Because it's wrong. (laughs) Saez is wrong. He's overinflating the taxes the poor pay and underestimating the taxes rate the rich pay to make it look like the poor folks are paying a higher tax rate than the rich. Folks, poor folks, when you include the earned income tax credit, most of them pay a negative overall tax rate, meaning they don't pay anything. This is all a scam. Read the piece because your leftist friends, of course, are lying to you again. Look, the rich pay less than the poor. Okay, yeah. whatevs, man. Can you just like do your actual homework for once? We're getting tired of having to do your homework for you. It's old. It's boring. 
All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Just hey. on note, a very happy Columbus Day to all my Italian friends out there. Yeah. I spoke on Fox this morning. And listen, Columbus, like our founding fathers and everyone else, you know, we were, we're all sinners, folks. Every historical figure has flaws. But Columbus changed the world. And don't buy into this nonsense about Columbus. We got to change it to Indigenous People Day. It's Columbus Day. And it's going to stay that way in our country. We should be very proud as Italian-Americans of that uh, of the accomplishments. All of us, Sir. as a matter of fact. So happy Columbus Day. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. And on the audio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, SoundCloud. I hope you like the new studio. We're still tinkering with backgrounds and stuff, but we never want to miss a show. And today was loaded. So uh, stay tuned for some more upgrades coming at the end of the week and, uh, and moving forward. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.